Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Go with me to Matthew chapter 17. We looked at this a number of times recently, but I want to look at it again. Matthew chapter 17, verse 24. When they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, Yes. And when they had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, What do you think, Simon, from whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes, from their sons or from strangers? Peter said to him, From strangers. Jesus said to him, then the sons are free or exempt. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, take the fish that comes up first. So one hook, one fish. Amen. Then when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. And actually it says you will find there a shekel which would be a silver coin at the weight of a shekel. Take it and give it to them for me and for, to you, for you for the temple tax, to pay the temple tax for me and for yourself. That's what the Amplified says. Now herein lies some powerful truths that until you understand these things, you truly will not understand how the world system operates. Many people don't understand how the world system operates. You know, Jesus refers to the kings of the earth or the world system. They take customs or taxes not from their own kind. They always hide their money. There's so much corruption. There's so much going on and not right now we're dealing with a major corruption with Hunter Biden that the media is trying to basically cover up. They don't want people to know. But, you know, he's not the only one. This thing's been going on. These politicians, these kings of the earth, they work together with the three-headed monster of the one world government the one world economy and the money system and then of course you got the one world religion which you have now you know of course it's being pushed the whole one world religion the ecumenical movement the pope is a big part of it he came out a couple of weeks ago and said that all the governments should basically support same-sex marriage you know because he's a part of the globalist structure and the great battle of our time it's not a democrat or a republican thing it really comes down to globalism versus nationalism we've had a national national awakening people wanting to take the country back because america has been basically run by the money changers since the federal reserve has been established in 1913 most people don't even realize how the world system operates. You know, we have this thing called the central banking system. 
and the Federal Reserve is actually the third central bank of the United States. It operates on fractional reserve banking. A private bank creates money, gives it out to the member institutions, the member banks, and the member banks take the money and multiply the money, creating money out of nothing. People go to the bank to borrow money. They're actually loaning you money that doesn't even exist. They push a button, create digital money. It's called fractional reserve banking. It is a very corrupt, very evil system built on greed. And in the time of Jesus, he had to deal with them as well. And this special coin of the temple called the shekel, it was actually an illegal tax that had been created. You see, you know, why would anybody want that shekel? Well, they would want the shekel to be able to pay a tax. The moment you institute taxation and then you say that, hey, this is legal tender to pay the king's taxes. This is legal tender to pay all debts, public and private. That's what you find on the Federal Reserve note. What we call the U.S. dollar is really nothing more than an IOU printed on a piece of paper that's worth nothing by a Federal Reserve Bank, which is a private bank by private shareholders. And of course... They're responsible for the real mess that we're in, which is the real hidden agenda behind the scenes. It's all money driven. It's all about a money agenda, about a private central bank. You know, we had two other central banks here in America. They were shut down. They were chartered for 20 years. And the last one, the second one prior to the Federal Reserve was shut down by Andrew Jackson. If you go to his tomb in Tennessee, this is Jackson. He, he said, put on my tomb, he killed the bank. That's what's written on his tombstone. He killed the bank because he said, by the eternal God, he said, I'm going to root out these brutal vipers from our country because he knew that if the private central bankers came and took over the country, it was over. And so he, he even shot and killed the secretary of the treasury in a duel on the White, Ho White House lawn. I don't know if you knew that. He shot and killed the, the guy because he was an insider of the bankers. So he challenged him to a duel and shot him in front of the White House, in the lawn. And they tried to assassinate him so many times. They tried to kill him so many times. But the Lord protected him and he killed the bank. He ran on the platform, Jackson and no bank. That was his political platform. I'm gonna kill the bank, that's what he said. And he killed the bank. And for many, many years, we never had a central bank until 1913. When the bankers came together, you know, and then they, they got a senator in their pocket who was married to the J.P. Morgan banking cartel, Senator Aldridge. And they met in Jekyll Island, Georgia. You know, the devil went down to Georgia. And five bankers, Jewish bankers, synagogue of Satan, they wrote this bill, handed it to Senator Aldridge, and they also got their man Woodrow Wilson, who was president of Princeton University, and they backed him as a Democratic candidate for the president of the United States. They financed him. He got elected as president. And then on New Year's Eve, the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 was passed into law with much of Congress away on Christmas. And 
Woodrow Wilson signed it into law on Christmas Eve and the country was sold out to a private banking cartel called the Federal Reserve which is not federal it's as federal as Federal Express is federal and it has no reserves we used to have gold reserves it's gone and we still had some gold-backed money and silver-backed money but in the 1973 Nixon shock of the whole gold thing being done away with it, it's, it was done away with so there's a lot of things I can share on this but you would say what does that got to do with anything everything because here they come to Jesus to collect this tax it was an illegal tax that had been instituted the Pharisees working together with the money changers had established monopoly and were pushing this tax on the people and in order to pay this tax you had to go to the money changers to get this special silver shekel of the temple and so they had a monopoly on it when the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night spoke to me in 2010 I was in a time of fasting and praying crying out to the Lord for answers about geopolitical events about what was going on in the world system I knew a lot of things but there was something that was missing that needed to tie it all together and I woke up in the middle of the night and I heard the audible voice of the Lord speak to me he said money changers I knew the Lord spoke to me and that launched me on a journey to study out in the middle of the night I couldn't sleep I was shaken by the voice of the Lord the audible voice of the Lord I went into my study I opened my Bible and I begin to study the passage of scripture about where Jesus goes in to confront the money changers in the temple I preached on it a few times before I read through it but for the first time in my life as scales fell off of my eyes and the Lord spoke to me and the Lord began to give me a revelation and he spoke to me he said I want you to study the entire banking system how money operates I want you to study money creation money manipulation and you'll see everything and that launched me on a journey for months and months and months of intense study by the Spirit of God prayerful study you know you have the Spirit of the Lord on living on the inside of you is the spirit of truth that will lead you and guide you into all truth first John 2 20 says we have an unction or an anointing from the Holy One we know all things 27 says and the anointing you have received of him abides in you and he's the spirit of truth you need no man to teach you but he will lead you into all truth he's not the spirit of error so by the Holy Spirit I begin to study prayerfully as the Spirit of God begin to show me what is true and and what is error and you have the story of the money changers and you find it in, in all four of the Gospels Matthew 21 12 through 17 Mark 11 15 through 19 and then Luke 19 45 through 48 but I want to read the one in John chapter 2 now when they came asking for this special shekel it was called the silver coin of the temple which was a special coin that the money changers 
of the time of Jesus, which was actually the most powerful sect. Even the Pharisees were sub, subservient to the money-changing cartel. They had allowed them to come into the temple and establish their banking cartel right inside the courtyard of the temple in the court of the Gentiles, which would be a place of evangelism. If you were a Gentile, you were allowed to come into the court of the Gentiles and you were supposed to see a glimpse of the kingdom of God and you were supposed to be evangelized. But if you walked in, all you saw what is what Jesus referred to as a den of thieves. The bankers had set up shop and they worked together with the Pharisees because the Pharisees loved money. And they were not just the religious leadership, they were also the government leadership of the Jews. They ran the government. They worked together with the scribes, which were the lawmakers, so that would be like the legislative. And then the Pharisees were the exec executive. They executed the law. And anyone who didn't fulfill or go with their law, they executed them. And so that's the kind of thing. And then, of course, they were the judicial branch as well. The Sanhedrin, the high court of the council of the nation. So they had this same kind of a government structure working together with the money powers. And that's the same system that we have working together today. See, all these politicians, they come and they go, but it's really the money powers behind the scenes that runs everything. And we have an illegal bank creating illegal money because it's Congress by the Constitution of the United States that has the power to coin money in gold and silver, but that has been given over to a private banking cartel. I call them banksters. They run everything. The Federal Reserve is evil to the core. It's never been audited. They channel money anywhere they want. And then we have the central banking across the world and then we have the world bank and then the international bank of settlements in basel switzerland and then you have the world monetary fund all part of the it's the central bank of the central banks and it's actually the banking cartel that basically runs the world system politicians come they go many are corrupt they're bought out go to uh, john chapter 2 Verse 13, and now the pastor of the Jews was at hand and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now remember at the Passover, people would be coming from all over to gather in Jerusalem because that's what they were supposed to do in the Passover. They had to come to Jerusalem to worship. So you have Jews, hundreds of thousands of Jews from all over the regions coming to Jerusalem for the Passover. And he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers doing their business the money changers sitting there also in their stands or their banks that's where the word bank actually comes from the word banco which means a bench they would sit on their benches and exchange money they would run the whole money market and they found out a long time ago that if they worked together they made more money than competing against each other that's why it's a cartel 
That's why you always have cartels, drug cartels, money cartels. It's a cartel. They work together, the banking families. They work together and they know that if they can work together, they can monopolize the market and they can drive up the prices and the exchange rates and control everything. So then we have all this illusion of varieties of money the US dollar the Federal Reserve notes and and then you have the euro from the ECB European Central Bank just a bunch of paper with colors and pictures on it but then it's really the same people behind the scenes that control all the currencies and the exchange rates and the creation of money and the manipulation of the money markets driving them up and down and up and down through different cycles you know even behind the whole COVID thing the bankers are at work bankers are behind the whole COVID pandemic they're making money they're consolidating more power more wealth in their hands and then the global corporations behind the scenes are all making record profits but it's the mom and pop and the small businesses and the medium-sized businesses that are being affected that's why I've been telling you guys that you have to have the anointing to prosper in these days and it's the blessing of the Lord that is going to make you rich the Lord is going to bless you the Lord's going to make a way for you there shall be supernatural provision Jesus didn't send Peter to the money changers he said hey it's the money changers that have the 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 shekel of the the temple go and get some shekels from them he actually sent them fishing and he supernaturally provided that special shekel for Peter and himself because he worked outside of the banking system amen you're not going to need to go to the banks to borrow you're not going to need to go to the banks you're not at the mercy of the money changers why would he do that because he was about to go and confront them and he said to those who sold the doves take these things away do not make my father's house a house of merchandise and then his disciples remembered that it was written zeal for your house has eaten me up amen hallelujah I think I skipped verse 15 an important verse and I do have to go back to it when he had made a whip of cords he drove them out all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers money and overturned the tables overturned the tables and it was 10 years ago the Lord spoke to me and he said I'm gonna step in one last time in these final days and I'm gonna overturn that system I'm going to throw that system into total chaos. I'm going to shake that system. Because Jesus is Lord. Amen. And he has all authority in heaven and earth. And so this system is being thrown into chaos. And there's going to be even more chaos to come. God is going to shake the system of the money changers. And in the midst of this shaking, God's people... If they don't understand what's going on they might be very much in panic but you don't have to be in panic because the Lord will have supernatural provision for his people outside of the system amen 
Herein lies the core problem of our world, of our nation. It all comes down to greed and money and these money cartels and people on their payrolls paid off. They are buying and selling politicians just like they would be buying and selling these sheep and doves and oxen. Because it's all about them doing their business. They're behind the scenes. People don't know. And then you have Forbes magazine publishing every year the richest man in the world and all that kind of stuff. Now they say it's Jeff Bezos worth a hundred billion. He's a pauper. You have banking families that are worth five trillion dollars. They literally move a hundred billion a day. You know so but of course they're all cloaked in secrecy. They don't want the world to know who they are and how the system operates. Because they don't teach this stuff in schools. Nobody knows this. Nobody knows how the banking system works. Nobody knows how the fractional reserve banking works. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what the Federal Reserve is. I've talked to pastors. They thought the Federal Reserve was a federal institution. I said, no, it's not. It's a private bank. They said, what do you mean? I said, a private bank creates money. How could that be? I thought government creates money. No, they don't create money. Banks create money. And money equals debt. The system that we have is debt. The more money that's created, the more debt's created. So you can keep printing money. You can keep printing, come on now, stimulus checks. Where do you think that money is coming from? It's debt. More debt has been created. Same thing in 2007 with the trillion dollar bailout of the banks. It was just more debt that was created. The banks, they, they get away with whatever they want. They lie, they cheat, they steal, and then they're too big to fail. Oh, guess what? Let's put our politician in there and then he can do, they can bail us out with trillions of dollars and then we'll just put the debt burden on the people and then they, we have to tax them so they can pay off the debt i mean that's how the system works we never had a federal income tax in america until the federal reserve was created then the federal income tax act was passed so that it would be the collateral on the debt for the new bank because somebody got to finance the bankers because you know what they do they create money and they basically sell it to the government at six percent interest that's why you have to have government bonds so we're actually buying money from a bank at six percent interest annually i mean it's crazy why do you think they shot and killed jfk because he wanted to shut down the federal reserve and create free money for the people why did they kill abraham lincoln because he printed the greenbacks debt-free money won the war against the bankers that came and then of course you know the the civil war and then he he basically was able to finance the victory with debt-free money but the european bankers didn't like that the south was actually banked backed by the european bankers most people don't know that and yes it seems that the war was about slavery but it really was a was about business So, I mean, there's a hidden history that people don't know because this is not the history they teach in schools. But I know it because I've studied 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of this stuff because the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night I was on a time of fasting and praying I was crying out to Allah I said Lord you got to give me answers you got to show me what's going on and then he woke me up in the middle of the night he said money changers my mind went what but I knew the Lord spoke to me he said I want you to understand money and banking and when you understand money and banking you'll understand everything because it's the love of money that is the root of all evil everything is rooted in the love of money everything everything you follow the money you'll find the real issue always follow the money you'll find the real issue COVID-19 virus no follow the money follow the money follow the money to the World Health Organization follow the money to per bright which is another a thing that's funded by the Bill Gates Foundation that owns the patent on the virus follow the money to Big Pharma for the vaccine vaccinations and the vaccines that's coming follow the money to big tech that wants to do all this digital contact tracing follow the money follow the money to the big media it's always the big media the big tech the big pharma the big food corporations and then of course the big banks the big the big the big and they're all working together it's a cartel and what people don't understand is that's what's at stake here on Tuesday at the election you see we've had a movement of nationalism and then there's been a national awakening even in Europe I mean you don't know what's going on they don't show you in Germany people are marching by the hundreds of thousands protesting against the government they're saying we're not going to come under tyranny anymore we're not going to have forced vaccinations we're not going to have forced uh, 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 masks I mean people are rising up the rest of the world understands what's at stake with this election and I've been telling people this is not about Democrat or Republican because both parties have been corrupt and many of them have been bought out but it's really about a nationalism movement that's why making America great again the MAGA movement was such a nationalistic movement that shook the globalists to the core it shook the whole globalist movement and they hate it and they've been working for four years through their media 24 7 lying 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 indoctrinating people and of course people don't have revelation so they just believe what they hear until about two three weeks ago I was very concerned that we were going to lose the country I'm telling you right now that's why we had to pray I had a warning from the Lord I had a warning from the Lord that the President Trump wasn't going to get re-elected for a second term. I really had a warning from the Lord that we have to pray. That's why we prayed hard last week. We prayed on Friday night. I really felt after Friday night like we got a breakthrough. I'm starting to feel something is shifting in the realm of the Spirit this weekend. I, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm feeling it. I was talking to the prophet about it. He feels the same way. But about three weeks ago, I thought we we're going to lose. The country again and the globalists are going to be right back in through their career politician and the other ones they're going to I mean they, you know they, you have to understand these people they, they're career, career politicians they're just a part of the system you can't trust any of these people that's why God has to bring somebody from the outside many times God has to bring somebody from outside the camp to bring about a change that's why he had to send us here to West Palm Beach we're not from here God sent us from outside the camp to speak about these things because the 
Preachers aren't speaking about these things. They don't have a clue about these things. But if we don't address these things from the pulpit, biblically speaking, by revelation of the Holy Ghost, how will people know what's going on? And I do this at the risk of offending people. Many people have left the church, messaged me saying that I'm just a conspiracy theorist. Fine, you can think whatever you want. You can go vote for your favorite party. I don't really care. You're clueless. That's the problem. You have 20 million Christians who don't vote. And then the other ones, they just vote because they just listen to the media. They don't vote by revelation. They vote by information. They don't know their left from their right. And that really bothers me. When the nation is at stake, when it's hanging in the balance, and the Christians are supposed to be the government of God, but they have no clue. They're running to the money changers. They're bowing to the Pharisees. They're bowing to the big pharma, the big tech, the big media, and they have no prophetic voice. We are to be a prophetic voice. We are to be an oracle of God in this land to speak forth God's word with boldness, to speak forth revelation with boldness. Not cave into the agenda, but stand up against the demonic antichrist agenda. Jesus went and confronted those money changers. He whipped them. He overturned their tables. He got violent. It's the only time Jesus ever got violent in the Bible. He was always nice to sinners. He loved them. He was merciful. He was gentle. But with these guys, there was no mercy. He wasn't gentle with them because he called them, you brood of vipers. You're of your father, the devil. You are thieves. You know why? The Lord showed me what happened. This is exactly what Lucifer did in the heavenly temple. He fell into sin iniquity was found in him he was the cherub the anointed cherub that covered the throne of God he walked up and down the fiery coals before the altar of God he was the worship leader of heaven and he began to conspire against God so if you want to talk about conspiracy the real conspiracy started in heaven he began to conspire against God and the Bible says that he was merchandising and trafficking merchandising and trafficking now what is trafficking it's moving of goods exchange of goods exchange of money and then merchandising well I mean what could he be merchandising and trafficking in heaven not selling clothes not selling cars not selling houses he was merchandising and trafficking power. Power. Power really is the biggest commodity. It's the biggest commodity of exchange is power. He was promising the angels power. When I overthrow God and sit on the throne, I will give you guys power. So he was promising them power merchandising and trafficking power and and set him setting up a corrupt parallel system 
And of course, God cast him out of heaven. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall as lightning. And I was reading that. And I said, Lord, why? Why were you so angry? He says, because Lucifer did the same thing in the heavenly temple. He was merchandising and trafficking in the heavenly temple. And I cast him out. And he came down and set up shop in the earthly temple the same exact way. So I went in. And with righteous indignation, and I begin to just rip into his system. Because that's exactly what he did in heaven. He was merchandising and trafficking. See, there's no money in heaven, so you can't be merchandising, trafficking money. But there's power. And really, it all comes down to actually power, not money anyways. Money is just a means to an end. It's just a medium of exchange. But it really all comes down to money. And so these money changers are actually the money masters, the power brokers behind the scenes. Money is just a way they control and manipulate things, but it really comes down to power. And if the church doesn't operate in divine power and divine revelation, and we allow demonic powers and demonic revelation to take over the way we think and the way we operate, we, are, and we end up coming under that system. But we are in the world, but we're not of the world. We can't, we're not a part of that system. We are not a part of that system. We have to be detached from that system altogether. You cannot look at money as a way of survival. You can't look at money as, a, as, a, as the thing. It's just a medium of exchange. Money itself is not what you need, actually, if you think about it. We don't eat money. We don't wear money. We don't drive money. We don't live in money. Money is just something that gets us the real things that we need. So can God meet your needs without the world's money? Did he not feed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish? What did the disciples say? We need 200 denarii. It's a lot of money. We don't have it. Jesus said, no, you don't need 200 denarii. What do you have? Five loaves and two fish. That's more than enough. Bring it here. Supernatural multiplication. And he didn't send Peter to the money changers. He sent Peter fishing. He said, one hook, one fish, one shekel. Go pay off your debt and go pay off my debt. Could God not provide for you supernaturally outside of that system Jesus doesn't bow to that system and neither are we to bow to that system we need to be smart about the system that's why Jesus said you got to be meek as a dove but smart as a serpent the problem is Christians always want to be meek as a dove but they're not smart as a serpent you know what it means to be smart as a serpent to understand how the serpent operates The Lord showed me how the serpent operates. I know how the system works. So when I look at it, I, I just laugh at the things. The, the issues are not the issues. What, it, what people get caught up, the surface stuff, the petty issues, they're really not the issues. The real issues are these things that I'm talking about. The real issues are the money powers behind the scenes. The greed. The spirit of mammon.
So you have to detach yourself from that system. That's why Jesus said you can only serve one master. You're either going to serve one and hate the other or you're going to hate one and serve the other. You can only either serve God or you can, you can serve mammon. Mammon was a demon god of the Canaanites that represented greed. It's a spirit. There is a spirit behind this thing. There's a spirit behind money. There's a spirit behind greed, the love of money, which is the root of all evil. So out of that love of money comes all the evil that we're dealing with in the world. You want to talk about abortion? Okay, let's talk about abortion. It's a billion dollar industry. Multi, multi, multi billion dollar industry. Killing babies is big business. Selling body parts of little babies is big business. Using baby parts in vaccines is big business. That's why I'll never take a vaccine. Because you know what goes in there? Body parts from babies. Cells from babies that are aborted. It's big business. It's demonic. It's wicked to the core. And people make money off of it. As long as there's money to be made, there will always be abortion. That's why you can change Supreme Court justices all you want. How come they never do away with Roe versus Wade? We have, we're hopeful again something will be done. We'll see. I'm, I'm praying. It's big business. It's evil. It's all about money. It's all about greed. And if people don't understand this, they don't understand what's going on. I'm, I'm sorry that I have to be the one to tell you all these things. The greed, the level of greed. Some of these people, I'm telling you right now, you know, one, one person said to me, we should pray for their salvation. Actually, you know what? I think they're, they're beyond salvation. Some of them are. They really are beyond salvation. They're reprobates. There are some that are such reprobates. They are beyond salvation because they already have pledged their soul knowingly to Lucifer. They're not just clueless. They are willingly and knowingly serving demonic powers. They've been initiated into the occult through secret societies. They're part of the inner cabal and they go to Lucifer and they bow to Lucifer and they pledge their soul to Lucifer to build him his kingdom on earth. They are beyond redemption. Some of them are. They, be, they are beyond redemption. Well, that doesn't sound very Christian. Well, it doesn't sound very Christian to make whips and whip people and beat the hell out of them either. Well, I want to be like Jesus. Really? You sure? You want to be like Jesus? Which Jesus do you want to be like? The Jesus with the lamb in his arm, speaking Elizabethan English? Or Jesus making whips and overturning tables? There's a part of the Christian life where we have to exercise some authority 
in the realm of the spirit. There's a part of the church where the church has just become this little weak institutionalized thing where we have failed to take over demonic principalities and powers and exercise dominion over them. We have to exercise dominion even when we pray. People sometimes hear me pray like, wow, how do you pray that way? I have to pray in authority. We can't just pray nice prayers. We are in wartime. We are in major spiritual warfare right now. You got to pray warfare prayers in, in the midst of stuff like that. You got to pray. You got to pray aggressively. You got to pray hard. You got to pray against principalities and powers. You got, we got to do warfare. That's what we've been doing. In our prayer time, we are doing warfare. Taking authority over these things. We binding these things. Serving a restraining order in the spirit to these demonic powers. You will not have America. You will not have the babies. You will not have our children. You will not have our schools. You will not have our country. You will not shut the church down. We take authority over you in the name of Jesus. You foul devil of hell. We put you under our feet. Church has to pray aggressively. We have to do warfare. Is this helping anybody here tonight? Yeah. Hallelujah. Otherwise, we're just going to be, you know, eating our donuts and sipping on our lattes, watching movies and eating popcorn. It's ridiculous that churches have to show movies and serve people popcorn. Makes me sick to my stomach. I believe if the apostles of all were, were to come here today to some churches, they would walk in and they go, what is this? What meaneth this? It's church. What? Church is mighty rushing wind. Cloven tongues of fire. Casting out devils. Raising the dead. Healing the sick. Preaching and prophesying. Speaking in tongues. Setting the captives free. Breaking demonic powers. Bringing deliverance. Destroying yokes of bondage. Breaking the bands of wickedness. That's church. That's our calling. Walking in divine power. Walking in divine favor. Walking in divine provision. Walking in divine supernatural provision and prosperity. Hallelujah. Taking cities. Taking city gates. It's time for the church to rise up. Take her place. I believe God's going to raise up the church because the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. So there is a wicked wealth that has been accumulated by these wicked people. And God's going to shake that system and that wicked wealth is going to be transferred into the hands of the righteous to bring in the end time harvest of souls to shake nations. There is a short time 
there's a short time God's gonna do a quick work that means there's gonna be a supernatural acceleration that means God is gonna do the greatest work in the last hour through a remnant church and it's gonna happen so quickly so supernaturally the devil's head is going to be spinning. He's not going to know what hit him. Because he thinks he's got this thing wrapped up in the bag. I got another thing coming for him. I'm telling you, God's got some things up his sleeve. God hasn't fallen asleep on the throne. He's not going to be outdone by a fallen angel. That's why he sits in the heavens and laughs. Why do the nations rage? Plot against my anointed one. He's laughing. Why do the nations rage? Why do people plot vain things? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep, deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will de declare a decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. And the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are those who put their trust in him. So the Lord's not just sitting in the heavens and freaking out over what's going on and you know what you start touching the church you start touching God's people he gets pretty angry we're not on our own here we're not doing our own thing we're serving the king of kings and lord of lords Jesus said he will build this church he's building his church so I wanted to share that with you because this is what the Lord has shown me about the end times. When I see all of this stuff that's, hap you know, that's happening, I, I don't get distracted by the, the petty stuff, the daily things. I know what's going on behind the scenes. I know what the Lord's about to do. There's a mighty move of God coming to the earth. Mighty revival coming to the earth. Hallelujah. And God's going to shake nations. And we're going to see some big things. And the Lord's going to provide for his people. He always makes a way for his people. Supernatural provision shall be your portion. We have to live by faith. Walk by faith, not by sight. We can't give into the fear agenda. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't have to run to the money changers. The Lord has a better way. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you need some paper, he'll give you paper. And they're trying to do away with paper. You know that now. There's a coin shortage. You know that. How, how is there a coin shortage now? Oh, don't touch money. It spreads COVID. We need to do away with money. No cash accepted. Because they, they want to go cashless. That's why. They don't want people to have cash. So what if it's cheap money? Could God not just put a bunch of zeros in your account? Add a bunch of zeros to the back of that one. Back of that five. If you can put a shekel in the fish's mouth, could he not put a shekel in your account? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I better stop there. Told that I we tag teaming with the prophets, so hallelujah. Let's pray. We'll receive our offering for the evening. Father, we just thank you as your people come and give. They sow in faith. They trust in you. They don't trust in mammon. They don't trust in earthly riches or wealth, but they trust in you. And whatever we have in our hands, the resources as we sow them, they are supernaturally multiplied. And we thank you that you make provision for your people. Supernatural provision will be their portion. And you'll give them divine strategies, divine ideas, witty inventions even. And we thank you for it, Lord. Just like you gave Peter this divine idea where the provision will come. You will give your people supernatural strategies about where the provision will come. And we don't have to bow to the agenda. We don't have to bow to the system. We can work outside of the system with supernatural favor. And divine strategies. And we thank you for it. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one. Subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two. Support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival. By clicking on the link in the description. Or visiting our website riverwpv.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.